Prescription products require completion of an online medication consultation with an independent healthcare provider through the LifeMD platform and are only available if prescribed. Subscription required. Individual results may vary. Additional restrictions apply. Read all warnings before using GLP-1s. Side effects may include a risk of thyroid C-cell tumors. Do not use GLP-1s if you or your family have a history of thyroid cancer. If you've struggled for years to lose weight and have given up hope, did you know you can now access GLP-1 prescription medications at TryLifeMD.com? We're now offering eligible patients online access to GLP-1s, the breakthrough prescription medication that can help you lose body fat and weight. Listen to what people are saying. It's fun to put on jeans that you couldn't get into six months ago. Every morning, I look forward to getting on the scale. For anybody who's struggling with their weight, it's a godsend. And here's the best part. Your insurance may cover 100% of the cost of your medication. So go to TryLifeMD.com to have your eligibility checked right now. Get started today at trylifemd.com. That's T R Y L I F E M D.com. Save big on brunch for mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16 ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% lean ground sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca Cola, Pepsi, or 7 Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger, less than five miles away. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. Oh, what a night. Watching Tottenham on a Tuesday night. Hello, everyone, and welcome to our What a Night, part of the 90 Min Podcast Network on the show today, breaking down the good, the bad, the ugly, and the beautiful over the course of the last 48 hours and all things Spurs. Jude Summerfield, Shawnee Walsh, Hunter Godson. I'm Ben Haynes. You can check out our social channels if you like. You can subscribe if you like, and you can leave us a review if you like, even though we haven't given you any content yet. I, I, I promise it'll be good. Stay. Stay. Um, uh, how is everyone? Everyone all right? Yeah, decent. Yeah, very well. Yeah, very no well. Complaints, mate. That was about a, a, as least stressful a game as we've had all season, to be honest. So mm. fun. I thought it was quite fun. Did you think it was fun? I felt that, that it felt like there was a complete lack of jeopardy. <laughs> yeah, I, I didn't feel like there were any, any danger. <laughs> yeah, I guess yeah. that was fun. Jude, you said yesterday like you felt this game's been going on for hours. I remember I looked up, I, I looked at the scoreboard, oh, yeah. and it was only the fifty-fifth minute. I was like. What do you mean? Yeah, I don't know. What, I was like, yeah, I was like, what? we got we got thirty five minutes left. To me, I it think felt... wolves do that to you though, because yeah. they're just yeah, so boring. <laughs> I did. I wondered: is this wolves at the end of the season, or is this just wolves all season? <laughs> yeah, yeah, so, it must be all season. Early, earlier on in the earlier on in the season, we made them look like prime Barcelona. Well, you know, there's mm-hmm. a certain man in the dugout that day, and. I think I mean we'll we'll get into the, the thick of it in a sec but just it, overarching it was just nice to see us take an approach of we're going to score and then we're going to try and score again mm, especially after the beginning of the first 15 minutes of the second half we looked like we we were we'd come out a bit between the teeth we were going to press them we were going to hurry them we created four decent chances one that I mean the, the Kane Delhi off the post is just ridiculous. Like oh, 99 yeah. times out of 100 that goes in. Uh, but it was just, a, it was such a, I don't know, a relief. And that's what having players like Delhi Ali on the pitch can can do for you and keeping players like Bale on the pitch and saying to them, just keep going. The goals will come. And we, that belief was obvious. Yeah, we, we've talked about it for week after week on this, but the way that the squad's been handled this season has been so negligent when there's so much talent 
towards the, the the front end of the pitch. Yeah, it, it, it's sort of again, it's almost frustrating at times when you. I've tried to kind of tame down my my optimism towards the end of the season so that I don't get hurt. I allowed it to come back for the Leeds game and I got unfortunately slapped back down. <laughs> and, then, and then halfway through halfway through the kind of second half, I was sitting there yesterday and I was sort of surveying the picture. I was like, God, we're really good fun. Like, we've got some really good fun players. And then I was like, I have to try and level this out again. Mm. Try and calm down because I'm just going to get myself too excited too optimistic for the end of the season and we all know how this dance ends with the final day of the season away at Leicester yeah yeah but also I think I think Mason said Mason said it when was it he said when you work collectively in a certain way and and if you believe in it this type of performance happens and I don't think we've had that all season so you know we were outfoxed by Leeds and a very good manager I don't think we should have played like that against Leeds we sort of said that on this that's that's nice that's mason's naivety in in those games thinking that we can just go out and play however we want um but against a team like wolves we can do that and just because they because they sit back and allow you to play you know when we have the players that we do and you can enjoy that you can enjoy that it was it was fun yeah, I will give you that, Haynes. It was fun, albeit slightly end of the season vibes. <laughs> yeah, it, uh, like you're, uh, on our group when you were like, "Wolves really are on the beach." Like, yeah. like yeah. some honestly, if only Graham Souness instead of a flag had an umbrella, he could have come and slammed down in the centre circle. Honestly, <laughs> honestly there was there, at one point. Um, I think the Larice went short to Alderweireld. William Jose did like the most half-assed sort of jog towards the ball, and then Alderweireld like just one stepped him, and there wasn't another Wolves player for about thirty yards. And I was like, it's not really the same as Leeds, is it? But just the, all it needs for the chef's kiss is Nuno to shout, "Press!" <laughs> Why is it not working? Come on, I'm saying the right thing. Yeah. Right, slight break in proceedings. You'll be delighted to hear that once again we're a sponsored podcast. I know, this ragtag bunch having a sponsor, mental, but this podcast is now brought to you by Manscaped.com or brought to you again by Manscaped.com. We've been very fortunate to have been sponsored by them in the past as well. And I suppose being the bastions of sartorial elegance and male grooming that we are, it kind of makes sense that Manscaped have come to us as the place to advertise their trimmers for scaping the areas around your prized assets. So get 20% off and free shipping with the code 90min20 at Manscaped.com. Unlock your confidence and always use the right tools for the job with Manscaped. Um, let's go on to the good stuff. So we've done the approach, but um, we're going to start with Ode to Delhi for the second time in two weeks. That was that was kind of joyous Delhi, wasn't it? I think that that's, that's everything we know that he is capable of doing. It was pressing Delhi, harrying Delhi. Delhi who are timing his balls well. He, he's really good at holding onto the ball and releasing it late, which allows drags in defenders he he had a bit between his teeth he was a bit of a bastard at times which I know you particularly love Hainsey so do anything for that <laughs> <laughs> and he looked happy he looked happy you know he said oh I'm always happy with the ball at my feet but you know when he's trying those little flicks through people's legs and running around he, you know that's that's a player who's who's getting his confidence back and you know whether it's down to dating Pep Guardiola's daughter we just don't know <laughs> <laughs> he certainly he just looked he looked um he looked at it yesterday and he looked really interested in it. It's nice to see, see that. 
Yeah, it's, it's, it's the version of him that, well, I mean, you could tell from his interviews, right, Sean? Did you see any of the, the post-match interviews with him? I saw bits of it, yeah. It's just like him talking about being fun. That's like the key for him, isn't it? Uh, that's what it is. It's what he's always been like. He's always the guy who's like, he's going to bring a bit of ingenuity. He has a bit of, um, just a little bit of flair, a little bit of a maverick about him. And it was really refreshing in the first half yesterday when he, um, I can't remember who he nutmegged, but he nutmegged someone on the touchline and then put in a really good low ball. And it was just like, yeah, yeah, he's 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 back. He he, he wasn't, he never left. He was here. Um, I'm going to real-time Google for you, Sean. Jude, can you buy me some time here on, on the deli chat whilst I find out who he nutmegged? <laughs> yeah, you've, uh, you've got the small talk guy right here. Um... <laughs> 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 no, it's just nice that... Smooth um... jazz playing in the background. Skimming here, man. Um... <laughs> No, I just literally just remembered now. Um, do you remember the West Ham game where we, I think it was, we lost 3-2 or 2-1 or something like that. And at full time, mm. everyone was slagging Delhi off for attempting a flick on the edge of the box. Oh, uh, yeah, that was dumb. Come off. It's just mm. nice that there's not that sort of level of pressure around him anymore. And maybe that comes with, you know, Spurs having, you know, sixth or seventh to play for. But um, that's how, yeah, that amount of pressure was just way too much. And we just got an all round... Um, shit housing performance from Delhi, which is which is you know what he's excellent at. Um, so yeah, oh, it's too it was, quick to wipe him off. It was Dendonka, and it was it was just delicious that nutmeg. Like, uh, maybe Dendonka also a very good player. Because uh, we're not talking about like some some sort of new new right back who's out getting his first game. Who are you talking when when you start thinking about poor right backs that might be getting nutmeg? Who are you talking about there? <laughs> No one. No one. <laughs> <laughs> um, I'm going to share this around so that everyone can see it on Oh What a Night because it was absolutely delicious. Mm. Um, but yeah, Delhi just wonderful to watch. And I suppose a, a mini sort of uh, mini redemption arc for a couple of players that have struggled recently. Mm. Is there anyone else that sort of caught the eye for you guys? Uh, we, we, we sort of chatting about it on the WhatsApp, but I thought Regulon was fantastic. Um, sort of back to what we know he can do. Um, it can't, it can't, I'll say this, it can't have been an easy season for a new player to come into the squad. The way he likes to play football, I don't think that particularly suits what Jose Mourinho wanted him to do. He's he's clearly much more comfortable going forward than he is defending. Um, I think what you can see is just the confidence coming back. And, and you know, it can take a while to, to, to remind a player that, no, go on, go forward. That's probably where you're at your best. You don't have to rush it. We can keep the ball for a bit. We can play it around. And what you saw yesterday was a bit of everything because he is all action. You know, he does look a bit <laughs> um, rough around the edges at times. Um, but then it, his sort of, his, you know, his work rate for that second goal is unbelievable and you cannot cannot uh undervalue how how much that and how important that is for spurs a team who you know when it gets when it's one nil still it's the 75th minute you know this goes long before jose Mourinho arrived i remember those first <laughs> years of pochettino we batter teams it would be one nil and we'd concede in about the 80th minute and you're like you bastards you bastards so really important for him and, and for the team and I think he did incredibly well to sort of keep that keep that ball alive and find Son so it was great to see though it's really really uh, good to see him back back to what he was doing best yeah you mentioned it there Haynes you like the, re- the redemption of both Regulon and Hoiberg who got a goal and assist like 
I've really been kind of trying to keep in mind that the players who have been here since the start of last season, like they haven't really had any stability at the club. Like they've played through a change of manager some twice um, through all the COVID stuff, lockdown, some living in a new country, some living on, on their own, just all this kind of different stuff where everything's a bit up in the air. And in spite of that, we are currently sixth, which to, to remain a top six side, I think is important for us, which is like, that's like the bare minimum. It's been the bare minimum for about 12, 13 years now. Um, and I think people have quickly forgotten because it's, I think it's quite a modern thing where it's just easy to kind of lose your rag at players the second they make a couple of mistakes for the first time. Like with Regulon, who, when he first came in, we looked like such a different team with him in the side rather than Ben Davis, who for half a season looked like the best left back in the Prem. With Hoiberg, looked like the best defensive midfielder in the first half of the season, has played almost every single minute in all comps this year. It's just been running to the ground as a complete warrior and was getting real stick over the last few weeks. It's really good for them to that we've come, we'll come around to the end of the season and they're going to end it on a high because they're obviously good players. I think that's the thing. It comes back to the, the point about the whole squad. We do have a lot of quality in the squad. It's just about managing it properly. So I, do, I have a little bit of a question on that. Like, did you, did you see, Sean, did you watch Match of the Day 2 last night? No. So they did a bit of an analysis on Hoybier and they were talking more about whether this was something that he was adding to his game, um, which I kind of felt might have missed the point a little bit. I don't think there's any expectation there, is there, that Hoybier is now going to be like a six or seven goal a season player in the Premier League and is going to pick up maybe seven or eight assists. Like he is what he is. I, I don't imagine that he'll change. But for me, the thing that I was excited about is that he had the desire to burst into the box. Mm. Less about him actually finishing it, more about the fact that he had the trust that we were going to be playing on the front foot enough that it was worth him making that run. Yeah, definitely. Like, like you said, I'm not expecting him to suddenly be this goal and assist machine. You really get those from midfield anyways nowadays. Um, but the fact that he can do it, if we need him to do it, if we need someone, if we need an extra body in that box, we need someone else to go forward, if we need someone to pick a pass, and that was a really, really good pass, well-timed for Kane's goal, then that it's nice that... Because over the last few weeks, it's, he has looked quite limited, and you do worry when he has the ball, particularly in the um, the League Cup final, one or two really hairy moments going forward. But it's... I know it's good. It'd be good for his confidence as well. I think I think there is a glass ceiling there in terms of what he can do on the ball, but that's why it's so important to have players like the Celso, like Ndombele, like Deli Ali, who can get around him and take the ball off him, and, and you're just saying pop it off to them, and you do what you do best, which is covering ground and harrying people. <laughs> and um, but he does have a shot on him. We know he can shoot from outside the area, and and. It's a great addition to have. I think what we've seen the last couple of weeks is he's being asked to be more of a, a ball-playing midfielder, take the ball under pressure. And he's, it's just not what he's good at. So <clears throat> as as with any good manager going forward, you have to just fit the players into the system and, and get them in the right positions. The, there was a moment in the game for me that summed up all that I want Pierre-Emile Hoybier to do, which is he chased back someone tried to turn him, he managed to nick the ball off him, he got under pressure and then he sort of dragged the ball back and then played it off to someone. I was like, right, that's you. 
mm. that like 90 minutes of that please just and and cheering when people make tackles and going a bit crazy and snapping a few people like that's that's perfect for me so long as he's partnered with someone like the Celso and I mean let's come on to talk about him Duke because mm. I just thought he was another one that he was just oozing with class yesterday just everything that he did was just so good to watch yeah, he's a uh, well. He he, he splits uh, splits opinion a fair amount from from what I've seen on the old social. I'm not really sure people kind of get what he's supposed to be because um, I know he had that one season at, at Betis, didn't he, where he, he went crazy and scored about 15 goals. Um, and it'd be nice if he chipped in with like a few more than he does at the moment. But when he's sitting alongside Joiba, he is there to you know take the ball, get on get on the half turn, and just you know drift and drive forward a bit more. Um, so yeah, I thought I thought he was I thought he was good. I didn't think he was like incredible or, or any better than than Hoybier or, or certainly Ali. But, um, but yeah, he's just such a ratty player as well. I think he made another handful of tackles in there, which is which is beautiful when you've got. I mean, I don't really know if Moutinho and Dendonka gave him mm. too much of a fight in in midfield. I have to say, um, but yeah, he was he was brilliant as well. And he nearly got that one off uh, for when Cody cleared it off the line as well, which is really yeah. smart when the ball came back out to him. That would have been a, a worldy. There's there was something quite interesting what Deli Ali said actually in his um in his post match interview. He said I can't wait to get onto the training field in pre season and, and sort of get fit or get back to it in, in pre season. I th- I wonder how many players are feeling slightly unfit or off the pace due to the sort of season that they've had which has been patchy no one's really had a place in the team bar Kane, Son and Hoybier and uh, and due to the, the short season last season and uh, you know we'll lose a lot of the squad to the Euros but there will be players now who get a full pre-season hopefully under a new manager um, and hopefully we can see a, a fitter more outside. I know Mason said in the week he doesn't think fitness is an issue, but I think he's, <laughs> I think he's legally obliged to say that in the position he's in. <laughs> well, there, there was, I think Delhi said, I think Delhi said in his Spurs TV one, it might have been match of the day, but he said, you can't, you just can't replicate match fitness. He, uh, Harry Kane said that Delhi had been working incredibly hard in the gym to make sure that he was in the sort of shape that he was ready to come and play. I think Mason said it as well, mm. but. And you could see there was that video that Delhi put online the other week of him sort of walking around the gym. He's he's as probably as jacked as I've seen him, and he's carrying no body fat. Like yeah. he, he clearly is putting the time there, but you just can't replicate it, can you? Yeah. You can't replicate match fitness. It's it's match fitness and match sharpness. It's it's so different when a player really wants to get the ball off you, really wants to get at your ankles and sort of hit you, and they're not worried about injuring you. Which you sometimes, you know, in training, you only get you're going in 90 percent. You might get a rogue tackle here and there, but you're not. You know, it's a Premier League game. There's a lot on the line, and people are coming at you much quicker. So you've got it's, as much as being fit. You know, it's just that thing of how quickly, how quick is your brain going? Is your brain getting to your feet as quickly as? My, and that's why seeing something like the turn. Where he, where he flicks it through someone's legs and then he has the pace to get around them and then he has the strength to hold them off and deliver it into the area. That's It's the full package there and that's why that moment really, I don't know, excited me more than, more, than, more than the other stuff. I was like, that's what we need to see. We need to see him sort of bullying people with this new strength. And I think uh, if he can do that, get find his yard of pace again because ha- hamstring injuries can really, really, they can ruin your pace. And I think he said something to that extent a couple of years ago, but they really can. They can damage how quick you can move. If he can find a half a yard of pace, I honestly think, unfortunately for him, 
he's not going to get his redemption arc quite like Jesse Lingard. But, you know, the World Cup's two, a year and a half away and it must be in his mind that I can get there if I can stay fit and stay in a team. Yeah, and he sort of said he almost spoke about the opportunities for the Euros post-match in, in the past tense. And I just thought, God, that's so sad. Mm. That you're at this point in the season, you're starting to perform and just whether he wants to give that off or, or not, it kind of feels like maybe it's it's just passed him passed him by. Um, let's let's move on to the bad. We'll come. On, there's a couple of really nice things we'll say for the beautiful. Let's come to the bad. Still a couple of questions. I suppose it's fair to ask about our, our defending at times, um, given how many chances that Wolves had, where they just like the Wolves finishing was was abysmal, really, wasn't it? Yeah, I mean that. To say they miss Raul Jimenez is like one of the biggest understatements of the century. <laughs> like, but I think now we're also starting to realise just how good Raul Jimenez, good a finisher Raul Jimenez was, because he's good in the air and he's good with the ball at his feet. Um, so, but yeah, yesterday it was. It's just like one of those days. I, I, I don't know if it was arrogance on my part, but I just didn't feel like anything was going to go in for them. I, I had no belief in the in the young lads who were shoot who'd taken the shots on. And then there was some very good defending from Tanganga to get a couple of blocks in. Um, more worryingly, we're seeing Eric Dyer get spun three, four, five times. But at Darmaturi, it's sort of, you know, it's understandable. He's, he's ridiculously quick. <laughs> it's actually quite disconcerting watching him move that fast. Live, Sean, he was, he was stupid quick yesterday, wasn't he? Yeah, he's so strong as well. It's just like... Like I'm not expecting Dice to take the ball off him. I'm expecting him to try and put a bit more of a challenge. But oh my god, this it's like watching he pa- he passes the like all the eye tests for sure. That's, that's mm. amazing. The only eye test that he doesn't manage to pass is striking a ball. Um, yeah, the, the, a lot. The, a lot of the Wolves players were were struggling with that. And, and I don't understand because he he scored a worldie against us. <laughs> yeah, well, he struck it incredibly <laughs> like, well. <laughs> like stunning twenty five yard strike against us, and then suddenly we sort of like, we, you see him yesterday, and you're thinking, what is ha- what is going on there? You know, he sort of changed the game against Brighton, and then you watch him against us, and there were so many opportunities where he just ran the ball out of play. You think he'd he'd already done Dyer twice. And they run the ball out of play. What's going on? I mean, it great for us, but equally, there was a couple of questions, wasn't there? That just defensively, sort of looking, thinking a better side might have might have nicked in there. It's mm. yeah, it's the same things, isn't it? It's the same issues, the same same personnel. I mean, this this lead uh, this Wolves team are really limping to the end of the season. When you when you look at that team they put out yesterday, no Podence, no Neto. Um, you know the big ones missing still in Raul Jimenez. It's not. This isn't the best. <laughs> this is probably one of the worst Wolves team will play, and they, you know, as you said, they still had. They still had how many shots on target? Fifteen shots. I know they only got three on target, but you think if they have those more dangerous players on the pitch, they cause us a lot more trouble. Yeah, absolutely. Should we um just touch quickly on something that kind of. Yeah, like it's not an elephant in the room, but it's a little bit, just jars a little bit. And Dombele, 10 minutes yesterday, are we potentially seeing, Sean, that Spurs are just not going to be in a position to make him work in a midfield 
alongside Hoybier, alongside the Celso, and potentially alongside Delhi. Yeah, I think that maybe one of the mistakes of um, the last few trans winners is that when we were when Levy like slowly got into rebuild mode, he brought two players who basically do the same things, like Ndombele and Lacelso share a lot of the same qualities, and you can play them together. But then someone else would miss out, like Delhi would have to miss out, or Bale would have to miss out. And you're not dropping Kane or Son because you need them. And it, I guess that kind of is kind of good in terms of depth. But I would like to see our best players playing all the time as well. Um, I do. I have faith that whichever manager we bring in will at least try and play them together. I, like I can imagine Graham Potter, for example, if he were to come in, I can imagine him doing some pulling off some weird shit to try and play them in the same team. Um, Look at that I'm agenda not... that you're pushing, surely. <laughs> yeah. I've, got, I've, got, I've, got, I've got nothing left. I can't think of anyone. Oh, Graham Potter, maybe. If I had to pick one, I don't know. <laughs> Graham Potter? <laughs> this is half a Brighton podcast. You've got to remember that. <laughs> mm. Very true. Very true. Yeah, it's 2-2 it's Brighton. <laughs> um, what, about, um, what about the option of potentially A, rotating, and B playing one of them in a in a more wide position. Now, I, I have to give props to, to Windy on this one because I've absolutely stolen this idea from him. But he raised the point in his podcast that um, that there should be more rotation than, than there was. Mm. And it shouldn't be out of the realms of possibility that you maybe would say, right, Son is having one of his patches. Maybe give him a week off, you know, and maybe just... Tried Delhi off the left-hand side, drifting in to join in the attack. Perhaps is that is that too much to ask, or is that is that being is that playing sort of real-life FIFA Ultimate Team? I no, because we did that right. Delhi, Delhi, and Ericsson often sort of flip flip between the left and centre. The two of them were quite interchangeable at times. In that most in the most effective systems I've seen Spurs play in years where it was just Dembele when Yama behind them then you know you let the boys the boys up there do whatever they want so Delhi can play on that left side and drift in and because we don't really play that sort of out and out wingers style of football we don't you know it it, it means that that someone like Son can be dropped for Delhi Alley or Undombele's trialed out there and we see if that works for him because he's really good at running at people and he can pick the ball up on the wing and, and drive inside. So I would like to see some more <laughs> some more chopping and changing. I understand why Ryan Mason isn't doing it, I'll be honest, because he has such a finite amount of time to work with these players that it feels almost it almost feels like he'd be wasting time if he tried to start experimenting now. So it's like, right, stick with the big boys, get them on the pitch, get them scoring. Um, and there's probably, probably something in the back of his mind. And it's probably Harry Kane very much saying it to him that Kane and Son are on for the goals assists uh, type record if they keep if they keep getting it right. Have you seen it? It's, it's Kane, Son, Bale. I've seen Bale's been chucked in there. I'm a bit like his stats actually aren't quite good. Like, yeah. So it's 14 goals for the season in all comps. And I think it's eight or nine in the Prem. So if he was to pick up a, a goal or two before the end of the season, you could have a situation where you have Son on something like 16 or 17, Kane on 22, 23, and Bale on, on 10 or 11. Like, and if you'd offered that up at the start of the season, that 
that was kind of what people had in mind, mm. wasn't it, when when Bale first signed? Sorry, I'm very much sidetracking the conversation, trying to get my Bale agenda in. No, here. no, please, but that <laughs> that that sort of if if we then have a more functional midfield and we give it to almost like a Liverpool style midfield where you have uh, quite a lot of runners in there and and you say to the front three sort of yeah, yeah there's less. Um, pressure on them coming back and you know Sonny's going to do it you know Harry Kane we're basically creating we're making Bale into Salah I'm not saying Salah doesn't come back and track but you know that one of the reasons why Liverpool right wing is attacked so aggressively or Trent is attacked so aggressively is because Salah doesn't offer the same cover that Mane does and that's what that's what we'd be saying uh, with having Bale because although Bale does come back and track and he's he's good at it you can't ask him to go back and forth because he'll run himself into the ground so uh, it's a shame. I mean, seeing these numbers just makes you think, what if it had been like that all season? And it's a question that, uh, you know, the more you ask, that the answer is never going to be good. Yeah. And I, I think that whatever happens, we are a side that is suited to playing on the front foot. The, the playing squad that we have, I know we've had this conversation on the pod so many times, but we keep saying over and over again, we haven't got bad players. We've got mm. a good squad. They're just mm. a good squad with a certain philosophy in mind or with a certain outlook in mind. And that is to play on the front foot. And yesterday kind of showed that, showed that again. Um, let's move on to the ugly. Um, Shawnee, you were at the game yesterday. You hopped on the train after mm. the game. Mm-hmm. And unfortunately for you, that was turning on, on Twitter or flicking on Twitter and seeing that what had happened. I could not believe that Gary Neville and Cocoms had given Connor Cody man of the match. <laughs> I, I was, I was, I could not believe it. It's like, that's a travesty. That's, it's like one of the most like unimportant things ever, but oh my God, mm. how I, he's clearly gone in with this idea that our oh, Cody should be at the Euros or something. Maybe he's pushing for a starter spot. If Maguire's not back and fit. Maybe Connor Cody signed his letter. Maybe. maybe. Yeah, maybe. <laughs> but uh, well, I, I said it like, in the first few minutes of the match, it was like Dyer was doing a lot of shouting from the Spurs back line and Cody was doing all the shouting from the Wolves back line and he was sh- shouting all afternoon long. I just think Neville must have just picked up on that so early on and just been like, oh, Connor Cody, leader, good defender, look at him marshalling. Uh, he, he lost 2-0 when he got set down for yeah. one of the goals. Doesn't matter, give him the match. <laughs> <laughs> Can I give you 90 minutes not... official player rating that we had on the site yesterday? Please, please it was, do. Please what, do. What, what did, what did it, give it the comment as well. All right, so Connor Cody, open brackets, centre back, close brackets. Five out of ten. Oh, that's hard. Great block on the line to deny Kane. But all for nothing as he let the striker ghost in behind to score the opener. Who's Gary Neville's man of the match, but certainly not ours. (laughs) (laughs) Who wrote that then? Sean, is that you? It was not me, no. Five out of ten is harsh. He cleared it off the line about seven times. I, I understand. <laughs> get buoyed as well by Kane for that goal. I understand. Like, I mean, down. yeah, but you're getting buoyed by one of the best strikers in the world. I understand giving it not. He's not man of the match, but he's not a five. I don't think he's a five. And also, you're absolutely right, Shawnee. It's. It, I mean, Deli Ali was man of the match, and that's sort of that is the end of that discussion, right? I, I would. I would give him up until <laughs> 64 minutes or whatever it was. I think the Celso ran him close, yeah. but Delhi just was just. Just like I said before, such a joy. Um, I, um, I, I, they basically, I don't, I don't know if any of you actually watched it on TV because you were at the bloody stadium. But they asked Graham Sooners after the game, "Oh, what did you think of Deli Ali's performance today?" And I was like, "Oh, this be interesting because you know, you know what Sooners is like with these sort of players." He's an informed guy, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah, absolutely. And he just went, 
yeah, Wolves weren't very good, were they? And then and then went on to say, where's he been all season? Why did Mourinho drop him? And and fair play to Jamie Redknapp because he basically just sat him down. <laughs> he, did he actually? He Harry Kane, Harry Kane, Harry Kane, Harry Kane him. He just went. Well, Mourinho does this of all players like this. It's like it's a, it was a Mourinho problem, not a not a Delhi problem. And 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 then he was like, look, what if he gets back in the team? Basically, what we've been saying here: if he gets back in the team, blah blah, blah he can, he can go on to. And Graham Smith was laughing at one point. He went, "Why are you laughing? Why are you laughing?" Oh, did he get visibly rattled like yeah. he did with Kino a few months no, ago? No, it wasn't quite. Oh, it wasn't quite like that. But it was just like it was. An, it was a a, a a midfielder standing up for a midfield. You know, he was basically just saying like, "Let's not put this on Delhi." Realistically, let's look at the let's look at the facts. <laughs> um, yeah, I, d- quite, I, d- quite I did quite. I do quite appreciate when he suddenly gets a little bit heavy breathy. Geeks sort of starting to get a bit puffy. No, why are you saying that then? <laughs> Love you, Jamie. Um, let's go on to uh, let's go on to the beautiful. So we've got to talk about that moment from Regalon again. I know Hans brought it up earlier on, but that was kind of like the very best of of him in a nutshell. Him winning that ball back in the corner, not giving up on something, and then really kind of testing his pace to get away from the defender as well. Mm. Yeah, definitely. Um... And that's just that's like the nice thing of uh, Spurs going out and trying to score a second as well, because it means you have someone like Regulon charging up to to get to a lost cause, and uh, and putting one on the well not on a plate, but you know creating a chance for Bale, and um, and then they get the second and everything just chills out a little bit more. I know Wolves weren't particularly threatening, but man, he just busts the gut up the left, doesn't he? Yeah. And it's absolutely I, I, kamikaze down there. <laughs> it's kind of beautiful chaos, isn't it? I, I, another yeah. one that I, I chuck in there as well is he had the shot on target off the back of that move where we just flicked it around four or five one-touch passes on the edge of the box. And I sort of, at times, was like, oh, God, we, we've barely done that at all all season. Like when that we was had a, this sort of territory. That's part of the thing. In like we, we were quite threatening yesterday. We didn't ever feel in danger that we were going to concede either. And yet we've been on this pod and we haven't really been talking about the contributions that the likes of Son and Bale made, who I thought were dangerous throughout. They created a bit. They were always lively. We talked about Kane's goal, but he was one other one as well. He had that shot off the post early on. And I know Dan's not here today, but he was behind me. He was chatting with um, Jonathan Veal. Like there were, I think Kane's now one or two off the record for the most times he hit, hit the woodwork in a season. <laughs> I, think the, I think the record right now is Van Persie in 11-12 with 10. I think Kane's on like 8 or 9 now. He got two yesterday, didn't he? he? Got, yeah, he got two yesterday, yeah. So <laughs> he's, he's coming for it. I mean, the save was unreal, wasn't it? it was oh, it's an unbelievable save, save yeah. Mm. And uh, equally, like, I think what you touched on there, Sean, is that we have players that can do things in games in terms of speeding up the tempo of play or making that intricate pass that we kind of expect it of them because we know how good they are and we just haven't given them the license or the capacity to do that because mm. any time we talked about the word flick, it was like a dirty word. <laughs> taboo. I, don't, well, that, I think in that sense, Hazy, we're not really giving Kane enough credit for the goal that he did score because mm. <laughs> he holds it for long enough. He, he rides the tackle waits for him to go down, steps across him so that even if he if he gets there, he's taking his leg first, goes around the keeper and, and he makes it look very easy. But the composure, the first touch, all of that is just like, it's what, what Kane is now, which is just undeniably world-class, one of the best around. And, and again, we have to sort of pinch ourselves and remember, enjoy it while it's here. 
because we don't know when it yeah. might not be here. <laughs> yeah, and I did, I did a piece at full time yesterday. It was basically like the the crux of it. Basically, was you know this is a really kind of high tension time for everyone at the club right now. Um, there's a lot of hanging over like Kane's future. Like like, like he really kind of has the club in the palm of his hand in that sense. Like he can really control the mood. But, but at a time where we, um, we want Spurs fans on the board and the board are willing to do that, it's been it's really apt that he's one of our own and he's doing so much on the pitch for us and I think that's it's going to be great on Wednesday when fans are back and he'll I think we're going to come on to Andy he'll probably be awarded our player of the season he'll probably get like a massive standing ovation there'll be I'm sure there'll be at least one round of Harry Kane we want you to stay chance Mm. and I think I'm hoping that kind of plays on his heartstrings a bit and it makes him realise that he wants to stay so, so you've perfectly segued there, Sean. I will probably nip, nip in the bud manager watch for today because unless I'm mistaken, I don't feel like the landscape has hugely shifted since we spoke last Monday. Mm. Any rays on that? No, nothing. They want someone who's going to play attractive football. <laughs> well, actually, what are the prerequisites at the moment? I believe I saw he must be able to speak English. That was a big one. He must be able to communicate well with the squad was a big one, apparently. But the one that's come out today is he must have had a, a good season in his previous season or is in this season just gone. He must have been successful. So does that write out Scotty Parker? Well, I think that's what they're trying. I think that's in so many words. I think that's what that's trying to say. And I think it's also opening the door to someone like Hansi Flick, who is now being uh, floated around a little a little more than he was previously. Um but again, it's starting to get to the point now where it feels like they're just saying it and hoping that someone comes forward. <laughs> like the club, like, and we're looking for someone with brown hair and blue eyes. Yeah, it's like guessing. Guess who? Yeah. Does he wear glasses? Has yeah. <laughs> he got a moustache? Is he exactly. wearing a hat? Is yeah. his name Dawn? <laughs> uh, I, th- I think, again... T- there's no clear op- there's no clear option here. So whoever the club go with, it's going to split a few. It's going to split a few fans. But I think the, the only way to do that is to sort of put someone in charge who's got a bit of a philosophy and can explain it quite quickly, and hopefully people get on board. Right, stoppage time. Then just to finish up, we um, as Sean said, we've got the the end of season awards will be given out on. Wednesday night as it's the last home game of the season instead of picking out one player um, thanks to club commentator Rob Daly who sort of very much gave me this idea so I'm Harvard referencing him in the uh, in the footnotes um, he suggested picking out five influential players or five players that have, have had a positive impact over the season they don't necessarily have to have been they played every single minute of every game but if you had to pick out the five players that you look back on the season and go you were a, a good thing in that season who would we pick? We couldn't sort of got room for one each and then we can pick the, the kind of joker together. You go first then, Hainsy, you picking. <laughs> so I'll do the easy one. I'll, I'll I'll get Kane out of the way because we know we're going to pick Harry Kane. Mm. I'll like kind of, very rarely would I speak on behalf of the four of us, but I think we're all in agreement that we've seen something truly special this year that hasn't mm. been fully appreciated by the rest of the league because of our form, because of our points tally. To see someone get that many assists, that many goals, and to do it the whole time whilst we're playing with most of the time less than 50% possession is just staggering. So for me, Harry Kane obviously in there. Mm-hmm. Okay. next? I'm going to pick Hugo Lloris. I think he's been absolutely fantastic for us this season. He's kept games respectable. He's, um, he's. Tr- I think he's tried to be as good a, a 
club captain as he can be, um, sort of demanding more at times and and you know asking asking the asking the team to really have a, a hard look at themselves when things haven't gone their way as well as the manager i think you know he said he held, by all accounts he's held everyone accountable um and yeah yeah i think he's upped it he's upped it judy um well, i'm i'm going to take another easy one then and go with uh go with sonny um he's probably one of the fellas who's maybe struggled with fitness a lot, even though he's the guy who plays every game, but he definitely has these patches where you can sort of see that he's absolutely knackered and shattered and probably needs someone to take the weight off. But I'm, I think, I'm pretty sure this is his best goal scoring season in the Premier League so far since he joined. And to tally that with what 10 assists as well. Um, and especially when he goes on those streaks, um, when he's in just red hot form and everything, you know, he touches seems to turn to gold. Um, I think without him alongside Kane, it, it could have looked a little more dodgy than it already does. So yeah, I'll take that. I'll take that open goal. Shawnee? I'm going to take Hoybjerg because our only real true defensive midfielder without him, I think I think it was a really good sign of the club at first. Um, he's kind of prime age he's 24 25 but he also has a lot of experience premier experience european experience he's he is for want of a better word a leader he does martial players a lot he does kind of gm up and despite his kind of on ball struggles in recent weeks he has been so pivotal in midfield for us we've really lacked that kind of figure really kind of since wanyama lost his knees like we haven't really had someone so imposing in the middle of the park. Do you know what we can do, actually? I feel bad because we haven't let Dan have his say. So we can <laughs> open this up to social for who the fifth player would be. And we can also get Dan to make his case for the fifth player. Oh, no, you know pick. who Dan would pick. You know who Dan would pick. <laughs> <laughs> you know. just, just for the Rabona. But we'll, what we'll do is we'll maybe we can then open it up to a poll. We can have a poll yeah. between us. We poll, can poll or it's definitely in Dumbelle. great fun today guys as always make sure that you subscribe to the pod if you haven't already subscribed if you would like to leave us a review it'd be really appreciated and a rating as well and you can follow all of the guys on twitter there's some great stuff on there we'll see you all next time what a feeling what a night sick of being upsold at gyms my guy, you're currently a base member. For $90 more, I can upgrade you to our Shred membership. For $130 more, you'll be a Swole member. And for just $300 more, you'll reach Sweat Platinum. At Planet Fitness, you'll get energy without the upsell. Never pushy, always free fitness training and equipment for every workout. It's fitness that fits your budget. Join Planet Fitness for just $1 down and $10 a month. Cancel anytime. Deal ends Friday, May 10th. See Home Club for details.